0: Hello and welcome to a very special Rock Sound Podcast. Joined, as always, Mr Jack Rogers. How are you doing, my friends? I'm alright, Will. Yeah, not bad. Feeling festive still? Constantly. I feel festive in July sometimes.
1: (laughs) It's just like... It's just by chance that other people don't really respond to it. So, <laughs> so stuff. So yeah, trying try my best.
0: Lovely stuff. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine, and we are joined by a very, very special co-host today, Mr. Rao Reynolds of Enshikari fame. How's it going, man? Hello. Very well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for <laughs> having me. Welcome to the abyss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm up for some of your festivityness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling <laughs> festive enough.
1: I mean, like, I'd try. Like, I, I had, I had my house um, like Christmas due last night. Where where, oh okay. Like, where like we did a Christmas quiz and they made us wear Santa hats and we drank lots of Patron. So I was feeling superbly yeah, yeah. like yeah. like <laughs> up for it. Uh, I feel as I'm now I'm coming down a little bit. Like the festivity is dying. You look delicate this morning. Thanks. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 as in <laughs> what you said. Yeah. Is over yeah. Already, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say cheers, mate. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> no, It's. It's alright, it's, it's, over, it's over soon anyway. It's exactly, all, yeah, yeah, last okay.
0: week. Well, yeah. um, same format as all our Christmas specials, we're going to be chatting to Raoul all about his year, The Spark, the amazing year that Shikari have had, and then we're going to go into his own favourite album, favourite songs, favourite show, all sorts of stuff. So, um, I'll go first on this one then. So, so Raoul, with The Spark, nothing like you've done before, I mean, like with every Shikari album, always different, you know, always new stuff going on. How did the roots of what's a very unusual, very eclectic album come together? Tell me how it kind of started to blossom at the very beginning.
2: Um, well, it would have been kind of early 2016, um, just coming out of the a year for me. Which 2015 was just like hell, just like my worst year of existence so far, I think. Um, and then... Everything that was happening on a global scale, Trump and Brexit and work, this is going towards the end of 2016 as well now. Um, So it was a very, like, weird, tumultuous period. Um, But, strangely enough, a lot of the stuff I was writing was very positive. Like, Live Outside was the first, well, one of the first bits of of music to come out of that, like, period. Um, And even without, like, without the lyrics, it's just, like, it's kind of this upbeat you know very sort of excitable song um and i was i was very confused because i was like what's what's going on i'm like i'm not in a good place so (laughs) so i think it was like my body just like willing me out of it it's like no we we can do this um so yeah just finished off writing towards the end of 2016 and then started recording it early 2017 um it was was weird it's probably the first album that i've had a very clear like focused mindset of what I wanted it to sound like um, which doesn't normally happen normally it's just cobble something together and serendipitously it all sort of works Um, so that that was definitely different and then working with uh, David Costin, um, co-produced it with him so that was a, a sort of a different step for us as well so it was a very it was a new new experience I think
0: amazing yeah because was that something that you really wanted to do with this album then that you wanted it to be a bit more kind of linear because you know like I mean the Mind sweep before it was this big kind of sonic expansive journey whereas mm. you know the spark feels like it's, um, it's I'd say it's just as eclectic and there's like so much going on but it feels very like you say that you kind of had a bit more of a sort of linear vision with it is that kind of something that you yeah. wanted to do
2: yeah there were lots of little kind of ideas and lots of things that had influenced this this direction um, I think wanting it to be more minimal, more direct, like just more lucid, just like the melody taking the focus, um, the structures slightly simpler and not doing the Nishikari thing and just going off in 20 different directions. Um, and yeah, there, there, there are loads of things that kind of brought that around. Um, I think for a while i had been quite frustrated being... Ghettoized as like a noisy band in inverted commas. Like, because I, I think if you listen to most of our albums they're as you say they're, they're eclectic they've got all sorts of emotions that are covered uh, and textures and you know so I think I wanted to really focus on like proving ourselves and like I think as well be, like being quite a sort of introverted person I'm, I'm good at kind of not correctly estimating us like I always sort of you know sort of sit back oh yeah yeah we, we can do this i guess hopefully <laughs> so i wanted to go sort of actually no no being much more bold and confident um and trying to write music that sort of stands up to the long lineage of like big like british you know Britpop pop and post-punk and all these like m- amazing eras that have like uh, influenced us along the way trying to join that
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, as, yeah, just me up to Jack. I mean, like, I, I noticed there's a slight Blur influence. Am I right in saying that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one
2: of them weird people that sort of loved Oasis and Blur and couldn't couldn't pick a side. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm saying, what, what was it the other day when we spoke to James from Death Havana, We talked about Oasis and Blur,
0: oh, and who was <laughs> it? he said he said it's like, oh, oh he, he's pre- he he likes them both, but he prefers the Smiths. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
1: like. You know, if someone asks me that question, like right, O.S. Oh, I say Smiths. I'm just like, you can't, you can't
2: do this. It's not a different era. <laughs> yeah, right. like, well, yeah you, can't, you can't, say that. It's, I prefer uh, Mozart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Like, no problem. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's like three questions in one. <laughs> no,
1: saying, uh, it just hit me. I was just like, yeah, because. It's, it's a weird sort of person but you can like both music's amazing yeah. I, mean,
0: yeah
2: I think Oasis was the first like band that made me like want to be in a band yeah. and yeah. I think you know I learned guitar just with their chord books Blur I think there's a lot more musicality to it it's mm. a lot more interesting sort of textures and stuff and I think guitar especially for this album like both the guitar tones um, and like the type of licks and stuff was yeah. heavily inspired by Graham Coxon. amazing Big.
1: Um I mean, with, the, with everything that's gone with this part, because it's only been three months or so and it feels like it's been with us for, like, ever yeah, and ever. <laughs> but it's easy to forget that you've started the year, or, like, started the summer, like, celebrating the whole band, like, at mm. Slam Dunk. Yeah. Which, I think, because instantly after that, you, you had the album campaign there. But there was that time, it's... And I could tell, like, from watching it, there was, like, a lot of reflection in the performance um, and kind of, it was a celebration, but also, like, revisiting those kind of feelings, like, where you were when you were writing that. So, if you were to go back ten years, did you ever imagine that, for one, you'd be playing the album to that many people over that span and it means so much, but also, did you imagine to be in the position musically that you
2: guys are now,
1: or, or like, have gone on the journey?
2: Yeah. No, like, absolutely not. Mm. Like, I guess it's going back to that sort of thing of underestimating myself all the time like I think we were just happy with it being a hobby and like because it it, it, you know it generally was like all four of us for about two years this is going back to when we were like 16 17 Mm -hmm. um we'd all have the same after school job which was going from our school to the sort of very posh, public boys' school and cleaning it for an hour, (laughs) and then we'd go to Rob's and band practice. Um, And so it was just, that was like the fun thing that, you know, get through school, get through the cleaning job, and then we'll we'll practice. Yeah, Um, And then, you know, started playing gigs. That was just an extension of that. And it was just further extensions and it just got, yeah, bigger than we ever could have imagined really.
1: Yeah. How was it like, because obviously you talked about it a lot, like the relearning of that but revisiting that time and that era of the band because it's like the distance traveled is astronomical in in many ways and like the stops you've had along the way like for you putting yourself back into those shoes like how was it for you like mentally how was it for the other guys how was it for like the way you communicated like going back through these songs which still means something huge to you mm. but like it meant something different then as to do now
2: yeah that that was my like one fear and like for a while when the the sort of pressure was building to do the whole 10 year mm. celebration of, of the Tater the Skies first album um, that I was like I don't want to just do it just because it there's there's public pressure to yeah do of it. course like, yeah I want to do it because it means something to us and we can still relay what we were trying to convey and in, in yeah. that back in that era um and so yeah, there was definite hesitation, but we, we just got into the studio and just started playing through them. And it we we've played like maybe three tracks fairly consistently from it, yeah, like all course. through yeah. our career. But like stuff like the the big turning point for me was playing um Today Won't Go Down in History, of course, which yeah. is a, a track we'd never played. Mm. Like not even we didn't even play it together. In a practice room before recording it, like we just sort of put it together in the studio so yeah. we, so playing that was like it felt completely fresh, it felt like a new song mm. um and I, we could put the just the same amount of emotion that we put into it when we are recording it and um for me it was like, well, I'll do anything just to play that song live yeah. like and let's be honest, like we'll never get a chance to play like, you know. It's, it's kind of this forgotten little relic, like yeah. I think now, <laughs> which is weird because I think it's probably one of the only songs from the album that could probably not feel too out of place on any other Absolutely. album. Absolutely true. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sort of stood a weird test of time, even <laughs> yeah. though we've never played it. Um, so yeah, and, th- and then the other tracks, we you know some of them we gave a bit of a facelift and doing yeah, them a bit, Yeah, it started to feel very real and genuine, um, and then we just really look, for- look forward to it.
0: Sure. Amazing. Yeah. How was it? Kind of reworking songs like Johnny Sniper and Energizer and stuff. Like, was it? How was it returning to those songs? You know, because like you know they're very like. When I think of Take to the Skies, you know, I particularly think about those songs as being almost like they they make me think of the album as a whole. You know, yeah. Like, how was it going back to those?
2: It was yeah. It was weird. Um, I mean, Johnny Sniper, the, Rob our drummer's <laughs> words, famous last words was like, "We will never play this song again." Really, this was like two thousand and eight or something, um, and because it's a weird track it's like it's the most like overtly pop like we've ever been yeah, yeah. which always makes me laugh when people like com- confuse that with like <laughs> stuff on the spark it's like have you heard <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah no I, I think that there was something different about Johnny Sniper live to the recorded version there's like an energy that we didn't get across on the recorded version so it's actually really enjoyable to play live um, and Energizer is just, oh, I mean, it's, a it's just a <laughs> raucous, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mad, like,
1: say. So. I, I, I have vivid memories of years ago, I think it was in Hull, like, uh, on the Flash Flood oh, tour. Oh,
2: 52, is that Hull? No,
1: no, uh, like, yeah, I'm about I'm five, know, three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there was a point where it's when, it was when, like, lasers went from, like, the sea and, and then down, And somehow I'd found myself on top of everyone surfing over, and there was just like this state of euphoria where I was just like, rather than like laid down, I was sat on the crowd going like that. Yeah. And then everyone just went, I just saw you having the best time ever. But it it is like that, the raucous nature of it, that it's something which is, like over the years has just stuck, like that aggression of it, that like, the passion, and the rawness, like it just doesn't fade, which... Mm. it's quite hard with music which from a very different time when you think of the amount of music from 2007 which now sounds so dated and like you can pinpoint it but like for it to have that span is quite an incredible thing
2: I don't know how it has because like Energizer especially is like a very sort of not immature but very youthful song you know yeah. it's like it takes its title from like Laser Quest <laughs> or Quasal, yeah. you know Um, it's basically my catcher in the rye. It's like me being really sort of bitchy and like, you know, the opening lyrics, you look like you've... uh, I can't even remember what it was, but like, yeah. (laughs) So it's just, it's weird that it's had that longevity to it, but it's still, I think because musically, it's so like collaborative with all these things going on, it sort of gives it this extra sort of lifespan. Quick. Sure thing man. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So yeah, going back to the spark then, um, so I remember reading something, I think it might have been around the flash flood era. I remember you saying that you found it quite hard to write lyrics from a very personal perspective, you know, and you yeah. kind of preferred almost taking a sort of third, uh, third party perspective on things and talking about that, you know, the wider issues in the wider world and um, the spark feels very personal, you know, mm. it seems for the first time really. How was that kind of, did it just feel right or was it daunting taking that lyrical shift?
2: I think because of everything that, like, happened in 2015 and early 2016, like, I'd already sort of crossed the barrier of speaking about these things publicly just on Twitter, mm. you know, just discussing mental health or loss or whatever it was, and connecting with people, um, which kind of just made that, the fear just evaporate. Um, and at the same time, I was I was being a geek and reading a lot of um, philosophers that had Emboldened this uh, desire that I then had to be very open and be very personal and not and not be fearful about it at all. Um, so, like Rousseau and Schopenhauer speak a lot, a lot about this, um, and that that was kind of just the the last thing that's just like okay, I think now that I felt I had something to write about because before, you know, as my life has been fairly comfortable, like so I I don't want to sort of or do the, the classic like pop songwriting of just like you know literally writing fiction um, so I wanted it to, to be real and it, it felt like uh, it, it couldn't have really happened until after 2015 like, I couldn't have written something with this like emotional weight to it without like having lived it um so,
0: yeah, <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, in, in that sense, and then kind of you know, now you're touring the spark and everything. When you did Airfield at Ali Pali, like, was that a particularly therapeutic moment as well? I mean, a cathartic moment?
2: Yeah, I was one. I, yeah, I don't think, I think writing is very therapeutic, playing it is a whole different thing because you're getting back into the same mindset. And it, it, like, it's like this year, I feel really good, yeah. and it, so it's like it's. It's like opening the door to that sort of cellar again. And it's like so it's a bit weird. You have to sort of I was watching a documentary last night about um was it Roy Orbison, I think? No, I can't remember who it was now. But he was saying you sort of you can't give like absolutely everything live because you'll just cry probably. And yeah. you can't really sing when you're crying. You you're just a blubbering mess. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to pay to see that. So you have to sort of go to you know, to the edge and sort of dangle over yeah like, exactly like put, your
1: foot, put your toes across yeah
2: work. well yeah you sort of you really want to push it so i'd say maybe you're, just, you're literally hanging on that edge yeah. by like one hand yeah because <laughs> you want you want it to be like visceral and real and mm. like passionate but like at the same time you don't want to just like just lose it and yeah com- and completely <laughs> yeah. end yourself but, yeah, and yeah. then well on to tomorrow like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. amazing jack um so in that, I like asking people because every year and every album is, like, I would say it's a snapshot of a time of, like, an emotion of a period of your life. Um, and as I say, so we've already reflected on 10 years ago. Let's say that we have a conversation 10 years from now um, and we're reflecting on, like, this time then. As a whole, what do you... What is it that... When, Someone brings up twenty seventeen. What is it that you're going to tell them that year defined for you and also the band, like as a? Oh wow! <laughs> you know, like yeah, like as, as 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 a kind of moment, you know, where it's like twenty seventeen was this
2: for me and and the shikari. I, I think it would it would always just be that that year that like just the spark coming out I think like as we just talked about it's like a a big step for me personally just like as in giving so much of myself yeah um so I I think that can only that'll be what you know when it's everything's diminished into very far off memories I think that'll that'll literally be what it was because you know other than that it's just been pretty hectic touring schedule um trying to you know dodge the each sort of global catastrophe yeah. or weird <laughs> shock after another, just yeah, like yeah. and staying sane, yeah, um, kind of
1: staying staying in the bubble, but like kind of like yeah, do- <laughs> dodging. And just yeah, like, oh, I'm glad we'll, Oh, I'll stay away from that. Let's just keep. <laughs> let's just stay on the bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every now and then, you
2: sort of poke your head out the uh, yeah. Like, it's,
1: in. it's interesting to think that that it's it is quite a nice symbol that it's the spark that. As you've said, like when it's demoted into memory in that black, there is actually just this like spark in the dark of yeah. like that because there's always you can't remember everything and everywhere you go and every experience and every yeah, like that. It's nice to have something so symbolic of that time that fits perfectly, yeah, like within the span of.
2: I mean, if I yeah, if I didn't have the, the all the albums that we'd released, I wouldn't know what happened the last <laughs> yeah. year. You, you need those sort of bedrock, like yeah, yeah. you know, signposts I mean, in like, your I, can, life, I can't remember last week. It's, yeah, It's like,
1: yeah. Like it's, you know, it's just when it all blurs into one that when and it's like you've got a point that you can revisit and know that like I think it's it's one of the most beautiful things about being an artist is that you're able to put this into a product which Mm. it's like you that you can put a certain thing on the shelf and then revisit whenever you wish yeah rather than it be like something in the back of your head where you're like oh I kind of remember that it's like this is a whole block of how I felt at that time yeah and like what was going on with me
2: yeah well I think for me as well like I guess more, more of a personal scale it feels like uh this year will probably be Like a not like a turning point. That's a bit too dramatic. But like, it feels like a fresh start for the band. It feels Mm. like we've got more confidence. It feels like we're bolder. Um, So I think it it may be more of a sort of a a pinnacle year than we're thinking. You probably realise now. Now, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel that, and also I think it's quite amazing how you feel as though this is the point in a career of such like boundary pushing that this is the point that you're most confident as well.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I think with, yeah, with every album, we like, we build up a bit more confidence in terms of like songwriting and, and as performers and things, but I, there's something, I, I feel like this album has, has been sort of, at least musically has been in us for a while and sort of wanting to get out and it feels like mm-hmm. we've sort of shed a few layers and it's yeah. a bit we're a bit more raw and genuine perhaps now. I don't, I don't know, but... And I think yeah, we're reacting to that in a really sort of one with a bit of relief, like ah, we've got we've got this new sound, we've got this like new freshness, um, and yeah, two with just
0: like excitement. I think. Yeah, sick. Yeah, like was that something looking back, especially when you do look back on the spot? You know, is that did you want it to kind of be a real beacon of, of positivity and hope? You know, especially within what's a very dark time. Because you know, songs like the sights and like you say, you know, it's just so they're so sort of they make you feel so life affirmed. you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, the 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 only um aim I think was just to be realistic. Like I I don't like positive music for the sake of positive music. Like um I'd much rather just like tell it how it is. And if that means it's going to be a purely negative <laughs> looking doom metal album then that's what it will be. Like um but yeah, as I said, weirdly a lot of the music was coming out quite positively before I wrote the lyrics. So then it was a case of working out well You know how? how, What am I going to do lyrically with this? And but then I was I was inspired by much of like uh, I guess kind of late 70s, early 80s synth pop, post punk, where they are quite upbeat, excitable tunes, but the the lyrical Mm -hmm. content is very real,
0: very dark, very open, Um, and so that's what we tried to sort of follow. Follow doing. Amazing stuff. Perfect. Cool. Well we'll chat to Rao a bit more about what's going on with the band next year in a bit. But we're gonna throw out to Rao now about his favourite things from 2017. So uh <laughs> he's got his notes. Um, yes. yeah favourite album <laughs> 2017, then Rao.
2: Um well, I don't need them for that. Uh, okay. that that was um I mean it was very difficult, obviously, but I th- I think public service broadcasting, uh, yeah. That's I feel that. I I mean I love this band. Like I think they are so interesting um you know that they, they sort of for those for people that don't know them I, I i struggle to sort of compare them to something but i guess radiohead is the sort of lazy easy comparison um and yeah the the album is it every valley i should bloody know it I li- <laughs> listen to it enough uh yeah every valley um yeah it's like this it's it in this era of like releasing singles uh and very sort of quick you know hits and short attention spans and stuff like that like having an album that is just like one big journey it's one story it's it's so like immersive you just get locked into it and it's so emotive it's like it's beautiful yeah i think it's absolutely amazing i love it
1: yeah i feel as though like when i was first told about publicity broadcasting like i think it was like I'm um, listening to Radio Six at one point, and then yeah. it, to like the definition of a it's like, well, it's this really expansive sound, but using old school like recordings, and I was like, how can that really? Work? <laughs> but the way, like, just the way that they mould it and the way that they like mm. release this thing, which feels very nostalgic for an era which you didn't even live in, in some cases. Yeah, but also so like vivid and modern it's like there's there's not many bands who can like put those things together and take that sort of like jump and it pay off in such a way that yes
2: yeah Yeah, i think like i mean post rock as a genre is just like such you can get so much emotion across in it Mm. um so then to to put that as like a bedding for like these amazing stories of like of humanity so that the album all about um space going into space and you, you listen to those just those archive uh like radio broadcasts on themselves are quite like emotional because yeah. like you know especially in this day and age where it's just bad news after bad yeah. news yeah. oh humanity can be good we yeah. can actually <laughs> yeah. like, you know when we put our mind to it um yeah so i think then having that like those kinds of things uh with that with the bedding of just like beautiful music mm. just like really just you can just get lost in it.
1: I would say, and the pos- the positivity of it all as well, because with post rock as well, it can be pretty devastating. Yeah, at the best at yeah. Times. <laughs> yeah. There's
2: enough like other, Im- you know. There's this gets funky. There's like yeah. it's obviously quite like pop driven as yeah. well so it's yeah it's a really good listen well, do, you,
0: do you think that's important as well because you know like you say I mean th- there is there is so much of that now that music is be- it's become so instant and people do just expect music all the time like that and they mm. just want hits and that do you think it is important that there are bands out there still doing that I mean like yourselves as well like still doing that and that there's there's a lot more to it there are more layers and it reveals you know on multiple listens more's revealed do you think that's yeah. important that that music does still live on
2: I, I, th- I think so but I think it's a losing battle like I think it's you know with everything's about the playlist it's about you know one song from this band this band it just gets chucked into this you know washing machine and and everything just gets forgotten if it came from a wider you know broader like artistic release then it just gets sort of forgotten but you know that i think that's where you divide you know your sort of real music listeners to your sort of you know people who just listen to playlists or just switch, switch the radio on and aren't really just Have it there for company or, or whatever, <laughs> Back, <laughs> yeah.
1: background noise, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. Oh, my jam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 100%. So, uh, let's move into the songs then. Uh, what's number one? Yes, um, have oh, in do any they, order. yeah, do they yeah, not? No, I'm not. I'm okay, not, good, okay. It's good. I don't know, we <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't need that much pressure. No. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> um, well, everything, everything, Night of the Long Knives. Cool, Ooh. I mean, that was a close contender for the album as well. Nice. Um, I think as like, like contemporary bands, you know, bands that we share stages with, there's not many that so consistently, I find like interesting and inspiring. And I think everything, everything just, they always are. Um, the geezer's voice is just like, you know, it's him straight away. It's like incredible voice. Um, the musicality, the the rhythms, like whilst, all these sort of weird technical things going on but within brilliant pop songs um, and I don't think there's many people out there who, who are doing it as well as, as they are it's
1: having that crossover as well where it's it's radio friendly as well mm. like and it they've hit a chord with like as I mean we've already said like with kind of general music listeners as well that it's like they can ha- sit on that side but also they are a band who like are happy to completely throw the rulebook which they've written mm. out and do something completely different again, and still like be excited by the yeah. music they're making. Yeah, right. I'm saying. I suppose I, 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 I haven't checked out the latest one, but I remember seeing them last year at the Roundhouse, um, and just the show was just, you know, when um, a band is on where you. At most things you feel like you could move, you could go to a bar, you could go to the loo. Just transfixed by them, oh, awesome. like, com- yeah, like yeah. completely where you just feel as though you can't move away because you're going to miss something mm. that you're going to be talking about for weeks and weeks on end. And I feel as though that's a pretty rare skill to have as well as a band.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, was it Reading this year? I think it was. They they played the Radio 110. Mm. That, I mean, that was brilliant as well. Like. Mm i don't th- especially sound wise i don't think there was a better sounding band like there was a, some weird i don't know whether just people weren't bringing their own sound guys this mm. year but there was a lot of dodgy <laughs> sound going on and they just nailed it like so pristine um and with that kind of music you really you can really relish in that because you know yeah. there's all the synths it's quite thick textually yeah. well sometimes at least
0: um and you can really yeah appreciate it live mm. Amazing. As well, because you know, you're talking about his voice. I mean, do you think it is important that that bands do look for that unique sound as well, you know, especially as they grow their sound hone it? Do you think that's important? Because especially like we're talking about with music being so instant and the age of the playlist and stuff, do you think it is a really important thing that that we do retain these very unique bands as well? Yeah, it's
2: very easy just to get lost in, I don't know, just, you know how, how like a big song will come out, Radio 1 will just, you know, play it. Endlessly, yeah. and then you'll get like five or six tracks that sound exactly like it, and you can get lost in that sort of, you know, the homogenised, cookie cutter sort of sound. So, yeah, I think for for bands, especially when you if you have the the patience and the the dedication and want to put the effort in, then I think it's it's all about just listening and and absorbing as much music as possible you know especially that isn't on mainstream radio um and yeah and sort of honing your own you know more idiosyncratic interesting sound 100
0: percent, i couldn't agree more and i mean so
2: second choice second choice yes um this uh, the uh, these remaining two I, i found it so hard to pick so i just went for more like songs that have just stayed with me cool. and I don't particularly know why Okay. Um, so coming back to Oasis I've gone for Liam Gallagher and Chinatown nice yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I was I wasn't dreading a solo album by <laughs> Liam Gallagher but you know I wasn't like thinking it was going to be anything that interesting mm. um, and he obviously hasn't written this album himself yeah but it is really good and like Whoever did write well it was probably a production line of about ten writers or something, but I think they they nailed exactly what he could turn into as as a solo And I think that song for me, I, I can remember I don't know when it came out. It was quite earlier on in the year, um, and I think I was jet lagged somewhere, and it has this such dreamy quality to it. And I can remember just getting lost. I was literally I think I was at an airport or a bus station or something. And, just just hitting repeat constantly and just getting lost in this daze and it's such a a weirdly non-oasis sounding track but like kind of is at the same time it's, yeah i loved it yeah really.
1: I, f- I feel as though that's because i think you're not the only person who was like when like as you were was announced was like oh good yeah i can't wait to hear this <laughs> once and Fucking hate him, yeah, yeah. In, and then, and then but still go and see him because he he plays rock and roll star, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the actual song, like the characteristics that you say if the, he hasn't written it, he's just like I'll sing it, like yeah. And, and ban, but they've got the characteristic down to a T mm. in in the way like that in the same way that Noel on the other side, like what he's making with um, High Flying Birds, mm. is his characteristics. And it's nice that the rather than them him peddling to like completely like twenty year old sounds and like just setting flares off for the sake of it. Like he's he's got this sound that's unique to him, but also just relatable and can be
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was scared about, especially once other people got involved. I was scared about them trying to sort of modernize him. Yeah, yeah. it's like he it doesn't need no, to be modernized. Yeah. Like no. that sound is now, you know. There's still there'll be an indie new indie band coming out tomorrow. who will sound pretty much exactly like yeah. that anyway. So it's like there's no
0: need to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they nailed it. Well, Shira, go to Oasis album or Jam? <laughs> Just oh, here. God.
2: <laughs> um, I usually find myself. Um, sort of voraciously sticking up for Be Here Now
0: oh nice yeah yeah, um, yeah.
2: I don't know whether it's my favourite but it's it's certainly the first one I remember buying on CD and just like like when it came out and just listening to it back to front and, and learning every track on guitar and um, because it was a bit more well a, a lot more imaginative uh, than, than <laughs> so the first going on the yeah. first two <laughs> yeah um, yeah I think I think that one has, has stayed with me and I think the fact that it is such a hated album made although it it was uh, uh, perhaps this is me 10 years ago sort of (laughs) saying this now like the you know the last what the the most recent three albums were pretty crappy as well I think so now the whole everyone hates be here now isn't such a big thing because it's it's not rock bottom anymore (laughs) When when it's like just dangle don't believe the truth
1: there, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah." Oh, 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 crave those days now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, go back to go back to trying to be the Beatles, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But uh, song number three. Song number
0: three.
2: Um, I went for Future Islands' um, a "Time on Her Side," just because the album that album for me was like my festival summer sound of of this year. I don't. I don't really know why like i'm not I don't think they're like a massively amazing band or anything. I just think they have some great uh well written tunes um they're interesting live um and it just sort of became something that I found myself listening to a lot. It's the kind of music that you can listen to in lots of situations, and it's sort of you know it works well with some cider in a festival with your mates it works well sort of getting up in the morning and sort of slowly getting <laughs> into that it's not too rocky not too dancey it's just like yeah it works it's a very uh, I don't know distinctive sound it's a
0: fun yeah. listen yeah yeah yeah. awesome Big. stuff cool so uh, in terms of shows then let's go shows you played first what's uh, I know it's probably quite a hard question but number yeah. one of 2017 oh man <laughs> um i th- I think I don't know whether it's just because it's still
2: in my mind more than stuff we did at the early earlier stage of this year but um our Victoria warehouse show in Manchester on this last tour so November uh, I mean there was a vibe in that room like Manchester is always amazing yeah like they I've, I don't think we've ever had a bad Manchester show um and I, it was one of the first places outside of sort of the three counties and London that kind of took us in like you know we played shows there and it seemed to connect and people got it and I think there's I think there's for me there's something always like quite romantic about the city as well because of just the amount of bands that have inspired us that have come from there the whole thing about Tony Wilson and and him sort of supporting us before he died and stuff so it's like every time we go it's just it feels like uh, another sort of homecoming show in a in a strange way and yeah the victoria warehouse is such a intense venue um and the crowd was just so loud it was so sweaty it was just it, even in those big sort of i can't remember what cap it is three thousand four thousand i don't know. um you don't expect to have like such intensity and like you put a Manchester crowd like that in any venue of that size and you'll think you're playing in a sweaty club like
0: it's (laughs) yeah I loved it so cool yeah I mean how was the arena run as a whole because we saw you at Ali Pally and I mean like You know, it was crazy, like so, so good. And just, you know, it felt like the the set spanned, you know, the entire Shikari, you know, catalogue and it just all fit together so well. How was it kind of, obviously you had all the visuals and like, how was it, especially doing it off the back of the running in 2016? How was it kind of putting everything together? Was it uh, very exciting?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a very long process. Um, (laughs) We'd learned so much on the tour we did last year in terms of putting together... Uh, a show that you know has a narrative um all, yeah like you say with all the visuals that connect with the the lyrics and whatever else the surround sound which added another sort of at least a month um into the sort of uh, preparing for it um so it was we, we learned a lot from programming the set to surround sound last time so it was cut down a bit um but yeah, it was a long, it was a long pro- process, but it's just when it all comes together and like, you know, you sit back at a sound check and you sort of see your stage and everything like is in sync and the lighting and everything's, it's yeah, it feels it feels amazing. Um, but we 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 were sort of reminiscing and joking. Like I remember when. Playing a gig was just like practicing some songs and then playing songs, and now it's like it's all about like linking MIDI with the, with the lighting with this, up. and it's just like it's such a different thing this, these days. Um, I think the next tour will be will go back down to just you know playing music in a sweaty pub <laughs> again. Like, yeah, like it's kind it's of missing. N- it. It's
1: nice to have that. way you can go between each. Mm. Like it's because for for a lot of bands they're kind of like stuck at a certain level especially with like the style that they play like they can only play a certain sort of venue or stuff to be able to go from like you know you could play Old Blue last if you wanted and then like go oh yeah and we'll do Ali Pelly again or whatever yeah. like go between them and like the vibe and intensity and like the level of commitment that you put into that show is it stays the same Like yeah. r- rather than and it's it's nice to be able to play with it and like mould things around you rather than like each like stepping up a ladder it's like you you, yeah. you can go well let's do this now and let's do this and let's try this sort of vibe and
2: like as the years go by it's mm.
1: it's, it's it's a nice freedom to have
2: yeah I mean I feel like incredibly lucky really in that in that respect just to have that that independence of being able to pick exactly what you want to do, but out of a fairly
0: wide spectrum yeah. of, of, like, possibilities. Yeah, um, yeah
2: it's, it's amazing. Because you so did,
0: the, obviously, the borderline as well, that yeah. in the year, and that was sort of off the back of Slam Dunk, and then you were doing Ali pally at the end of the year. And, like, so, yeah, like it must be amazing to be able to, to kind of play around with so many different things, you know? Yeah, I, it's... I guess it's, it's similar to the way, like, the music
2: we make is just able to pick from all these different inspirations that have, that have been around us since since we were kids and we have that big scope and it's we're lucky enough as well to have, have built up a big enough following that we have a big scope of you know venues to
0: showcase the music in <laughs> so cool um and then shows that you saw as well as a fan what was the uh, what was the best
2: um i was going to go for might be a bit of an odd, oddball one okay. um but do you know Mr Dukes
0: Oh, vaguely, yeah. So it's the
2: (laughs) singer from Bombay Bicycle Club's new thing. Um, And it's like a sort of jazz, soul, funk, rock, pop fusion thing. And normally that kind of thing would make me go... (laughs) But, oh my God. Um, So I saw him at, I think it was Shepherds Bush Empire. And it was so good. Like, I mean, obviously when it's a band of session musicians, the musicianship's going to be incredible. But it wasn't just in a sort of a kind of wanky way it's just like you know everyone having their turn to show off a bit like it was this very sort of collective brilliantly honed like sound um and yeah i think just like the the melodies that he has the songs are really really good um, he's only got the, the one album but yeah he played it pretty much back to front and it was it was brilliant awesome stuff I was
1: going to say I haven't checked it out yet because I was huge on Bombay's last album
2: oh cool like I thought it was
1: stunning yeah Um and they've always been a kind of band who was on the like peripheral of like yeah. kind of dipping my toes every now and then but I thought like that one was it was a surprise when they were like yeah we're gonna leave it be but I'm I'm quite curious now to see I li- I like those little projects that people do mm. when it's like it's almost like the true passion and what they actually want to make comes yeah. out more. That like it's like well, we're kind of put under this moniker, but now I can do whatever I want, and if it's like
2: absolutely batshit, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and like the more the merrier for it,
0: yeah yeah no, it's, it's really good definitely check it out awesome Sick. cool so to kind of finish up then uh, kind of going forward to 2018 um, Spark's been with us for a couple of months now you know you, you've got the arena run out of the way you've just come back from Europe and like you go off to America I mean how what's kind of the plan for 2018 then is it just going to be tour 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 and like you say kind of doing even more stuff live and that sort of thing kind of is there a plan or are you just kind of seeing how things go it's
2: still kind of working out what it'll be, I think we're gonna certainly hammer the festival circuit, which is my favorite thing in, in the world. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, other than that, just just taking the spark elsewhere. So that the same set probably, you need to take that to, as you say, America, and then we've got Japan and Australia on the horizon. Um, and we've, I've, I've just started working on some other bits and pieces but whether, I don't know when that, that will see the light of day but um,
0: yeah, so it's exciting Very exciting man, Raoul thank you so much for joining us, cool, thank cheers for Good. having me A lot of fun, see you later guys, love you, bye <laughs> <laughs>